Tiffany with the T and I'm basically complex. Um, I go by Tiffany Alicia now because the, the porter is gone. So shout out to me with my transition in life. So um, yeah, basically uh, this summer, as everyone knows, uh, we had the Megan the Stallion leading the urban way. And she had this idea to have a hot girl summer. So a lot of women found liberation in just being uh, sexually active in a way that they can experience whatever they want to feel in that moment. Now, although it was lots of fun, I participated, uh, there's consequences to every action. And when you are um, exploring your sexuality, you experience a plethora of other things as well. Your connection with other people, how you want to be loved, how you don't want to be loved. Um, a lot of confusing ideas came to me um, after this divorce. And so moving into an entirely new decade, I decided that I can't go in with the same mindset, the same attitude, or anything like that. I definitely can't go in with an escalating body count just because I don't want it. You can do it if you want to, but I don't want that. So I decided <laughs> I decided to create this campaign called Strike. Now, um, years ago, one of my RAs, um, her name is Satan, she came up with this idea originally um, because she thought that women were distracted by sex and men were um, overwhelmed by it and didn't respect it. And so her idea was to have a strike so that everyone can be focused. I kind of um, talked to her about it, and we're, we're updating it for 2020. So I can't solve issues for men because I'm not a man. But what I can do is help women and myself solve issues. So the whole idea is that we are going to be striking, as in um, using our body as a protest and our behaviors as a protest. We're deciding to not engage in sexual activity in various ways, there's different levels, and the goal is that the potential sexual energy that you would have spent, you can invest it in a different part of your life. Financial health, uh, mental health, your professional life. It's focusing on something else. Um, and so that's the goal. Strike the movie is kind of how we started it out. Um, we gave a scenario of a woman not looking for love in the moment, per se, but um, engaging with it. And she ends up having difficulties with that. And then the story goes on. I don't want to tell it. You got to go watch the movie. The story goes on. And she tries to solve those issues amongst herself and her um, friends. So, yeah, some people had a great reaction, identified it, others was like, yo, this is kind of like, I'm not sure how, what, what's your opinion on men, what are you trying to say? And other people are like totally opposing it. And so I'm excited though, because that means it's art, <laughs> because it's making people feel, for one, and I'm just grateful for everyone who's participated and is looking out for the rest of the strike movement. And this conversation is one of those things, so um, there it is. So, um, for me, I, I appreciate, you know, um, it, got sent to, it got sent to my inbox, which was great. I got a chance to view it with my partners. Um, and I wouldn't say that I'm on the opposition. I, and I wouldn't say that it was uh, triggering in a way that it was like, harmful. I, I think it was more triggering in a way that it was like seeing something that was repetitive. You know what I mean? And I, like I see my mom in that, in that video. And I think what you saw your mom in Tiffany's character. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And um, then the poem hit. Okay. And that's what like like really crushed me because it was like something that was written in the seventies. Yes. And it was a struggle, but but like I don't. Do you do you have do you have the beginning? Do you have? Um, yeah, I actually. 
Yo, just, just, so, just for context, just, just, what poem is y'all referring to for those that haven't seen the movie yet? Okay, I'll explain. So basically, um, towards the end of the movie... Oh, that's not if, my poem. If, if, if you can read the first three lines of the poem, okay. I can go I can go in on like... Every, the, the meaning Yeah, okay. the meaning for like the reason why I was like, I should sit down with Tiffany and figure out ways that something can be added. Right? Yeah. And I love I love how you talk about strike because like strike is something that I've I've used in yeah. in, in my personal self growth uh, with my partners to figuring out ways when sex is removed out of the equation like what do we have yeah you know um, so it's 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 amazing that like you know it's something that is being pushed in, in an agenda that's looking forward to growing yeah but that poem there was what was really 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 made so, me write a whole lot <laughs> oh you wrote yeah so the poem was um, the poem was written by a woman called Gail Stokes, and she is describing a relationship or the end of a relationship, really, with um, a man. And so the poem is called "My Man, Black Man, Listen," and she goes through a series of uh, different experiences that she had with this person and in the movie we're using it to discuss our pain um, with my friends uh give me one second though because i'm trying to find it i, I have the physical book I, I wrote some of it okay so this is the portion that like really like hit home like like put the picture of my mom really deep well my whole life you know and when it started by saying that i have accepted you taking you back embraced you empathize your pitiful spite because I know that they have abused you and used you and like I remember like as a black young young boy growing up uh, um, struggling with relationship and like I had all these women always telling me like hardcore like you don't know how to be a man this all this stuff you know manhood this manhood that and I used to always question myself like like, what do you mean? I was raised by a black woman. She showed me how to be a black man. You know, like, did, did my mom fail me in, like, teaching me how to be a black man? You know? um, so there was a lot of things that kind of played. And that's what kind of was what, what was triggering to me, is trying to figure out the piece of, like, where she says, I have accepted you and taken you back. And I, and I try to ask myself, like, where, where was we that we had to be received? Right. You know what I mean? Like, where, where, where are we? Like, what, what is? There's a lot of questions that, like, that poem just like. I, I never got a chance to really know my dad, so these are questions that I've had for him. So when I see a movement like this, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out where can you help me, like, understand things that I, I'm not fully understanding at this moment. You know? And I think that's what I mean by like, it wasn't triggering that I was like opposed to it. Was like. Wow, this may have some answers for me. Right. You know? So that's interesting because when I was writing the script and the things for this, it was that poem was I was envisioning as between a black woman and a black man. But you just made me think as the the epidemic we have in our community of black fathers missing, right? And so the fact that he just said like coming from a child standpoint, you can say the same thing. 
like as a black child, a black son, especially to a black father, I've accepted you. I've taken you back. You know what I mean? When you think of ghosting, right? Because one of the wow. one of the one of the topics in the movie is ghosting, right? Like it's like um, and the whole thing where you're like getting to know someone and then out of nowhere, for no reason that you know, they just disappear. That absenteeism, you see that same thing within that father son father daughter relationships as well right um and of course it's not it's not at the alarming like epidemic rate that people like to make it seem like people make up all kinds of statistics like 90 percent of black fathers are not in the household that's not true but it is at a certain point it is at a certain point where it's significant enough for us to talk about it and for um i hope that more and more people start to show um Films and productions and art that kind of resemble that absenteeism because it's a it's a thing like you yeah, know it's the, the, it's the feeling that you don't have to be there. There's like, a shared it's that experience, same, so it's not yeah. as statistically high as people think, but there is definitely a shared experience that everyone um, in the black community can say, "I know someone who has a father Muslim." But more importantly, uh, not more importantly—that's a bad term. More um, specifically, though, don't acknowledge as well that people, uh, a lot of families with black fathers involved or living with them, still don't have that relationship. There still can be absenteeism with the man right in your face as well. So it's husbands like, go missing all the time. <laughs> Boyfriends go missing, and then they show up like, "Where you been?" Like. You know, I've been handling business. Why are you or questioning like, me? And, you know, that right. kind of thing. Or just you know? like emotionally and mentally checked out as yeah. a father. And then too. check back in. Physically randomly. here, but not mentally right. for, a part of For the a lot household. of um, yeah. women, for a lot of young girls, the father is mentally and emotionally checked out their whole lives. Then they come to be teenagers and it's like, don't do this. Don't do that with your body. Or don't like, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're trying to check in when there's no relationship that's been fostered. But I want to go back to the idea of how um, uh, the strike, because uh, Khalil mentioned that he used this in his own work as well, and how protesting in general is useful for movement. So the whole concept of striking is that we're taking like a stand, but we're, we're doing a full stop. And by we, you mean? Anyone who's striking in general right okay. now. So we're doing a full stop. Whatever isn't working, uh, whatever isn't working, we can't we can't bear to go on. That's why we have to just do this abrupt measure of stopping whatever systemic issue we're trying to stop. And so when it comes to using our bodies in protest, I wanted to think about all the many ways that we saw a strike kind of in the movie. So, for example, obviously, the idea that um, the character is no longer going to participate in sex, that's the, the most basic definition of strike that's used in the, the movie. But I also wanted to think about um, the man, because the, man, the man's opinion, the leading male character, never really gets told, right? It's more of um, my lead character's story. What does it mean when someone is ghosted? Not the, the person who's getting ghosted, but to the person that is doing the ghosting. Isn't that in a sense a form of protest where they're like deciding whatever this is isn't working for me and I have the right to cut it off at where it's at and without move forward explanation. without explanation and move forward? I think We're it needs to be I think it needs to be anything. So how does that go? I definitely think it's going to be. I give opinion, I give mine. Yeah. I think it needs to go deeper than just striking because, like, when you look at striking, that means somebody has already been given something. Right. And then something is being like, no, you're no longer going to get that. 
And if that's going to be the case, then then folks have to be forced into like focusing on things that they need to, to work on. Uh, for example, if like ghosting is a thing, like wondering why folks are ghosting. Right? I know one of the things that you shared up in up, up in the movie when when he went ghost, like was alarming. Was first the advice of, of your friend. Right. She was like, what she said. She said. <laughs> You sure nothing does happen? Right. Which mean, which makes the human being assume like, it's, like if there's something wrong with me. My fault. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. And, and I think you know, as friends, we should also like be very careful how we advise our friends. You know, and, and the questions that we ask. We put our, we put our each other like in some mental frames that we probably shouldn't be in. Right. Like assuming. That is that is very never, important. Ever ever be in a state of assumption? You should be asking that man like, yo, my man. Why you, right, because I didn't do it, right? So I didn't do the action. I think, I think, I think for men, you know, I speak for myself, like, we, we, we have a lot of, like, work to do. You know, I, I, I always say that, like, in, a, in a, an emotional department, like, we go ghost because we're not emotionally ready to, to, to have maybe that tough conversation. Like, as you were assuming, because you were assuming what? You were assuming that maybe it was moving too fast. Right. right. It's a great assumption. It's not a harmful assumption. It's not, a, it's not a reality. Mm-hmm. It's not coming from his mind. Mm-hmm. But why wow, is it? Why, why is it? Why is it? If, if it was his, if, if, if that is his reality, what is it with him that he can't have that tough conversation and say, "I know things are going great, but here's this, this, and this, and this." Right. Right. For me. Right. You know what I mean? Like for example, like I'm personalizing here. I remember coming home from prison. Um, I never had a healthy relationship, and I remember after seven years, I came home and I got married right away. I remember that marriage went into right away. Mm-hmm. I got married again. I married with, and um, I had to take a step back and like have to focus on me. Right? You know, uh, one thing that we think in life that like life is surrounded around me having to have a partner. your association <laughs> with somebody else, right? You know what I mean? And that wasn't a reality. I first needed to invest that self in me. And what I didn't notice is that I had my own, you know, uh, past trauma. That I was carrying on forward and how I would be here in today's age, meaning my mom lost us to foster care. So, but because of that, like she got us back. So I remember what love was, and I remember when she lost us, and this happened five mm-hmm. times. So I remember oh. that pattern. So every time I got into a partnership with somebody and love was happening, the assumption was pain happens right yeah. after that. So I, I was finding myself self-sabotaging these these partnerships wow. because of past trauma, something that I didn't even know. Right? I was in relationships and always like they didn't know if it was dumb me, but really right. when I took a step back and was able to actually like focus on me, I was able to actually see see that reality. For, but that was for me. Right. But what I'm saying is that like sometimes we need to know ourselves before we try to get to know somebody. Else. Right. Exactly. How dare us like force something out of somebody mm. when we don't even know ourselves? <sighs> I, I got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. So look. So, <laughs> Check it, right? <laughs> um, I'm also a product of um, an absent father, right? Um, and I tried my whole life not to be like my father. Right. And the fact that not letting that absenteeism kind of seek into me, I would never leave my kids um, the way that he did. I would never, like, not take responsibility for my kids. I would never go someone in a relationship the way he did. But I still see that absenteeism in some of my actions. Like, even last night, I showed up to an event and I left. Um, hella early, didn't tell my friends, you know, and that's mainly because of my social anxiety, but that's also, now that I'm thinking about it, a part of that's part of my absenteeism, because a whole part of, because the reason why absenteeism is so specific to black masculinity is black masculinity specifically, because white masculinity, you have more freedom to explore, right? Right. But with black masculinity, a lot of us were raised that, um, 
to handle things on our own mm -hmm. and we have trauma just like women have trauma mm -hmm. but we were told we were uh, raised to kind of like not show emotion yeah. handle things on your own and be more independent when it comes to your own shit so it's like so when we do get to those states, I'm not, I'm not um, making excuses for, you know, people who just ghost out on their kids and ghost out on their partners. Like sometimes they just ghost out because mm -hmm. they're just assholes and they want to move on to the next thing. Um, they just, and they're, they're just done. They got what they wanted from you and they're just done. But sometimes when they're ghosting or when they're being absent, it's because they want to deal with something. They're dealing with something, and they don't want to weigh in on others. Mm -hmm. You know, so they just cut off communication. Come, like completely whether that's their child mm -hmm. their girlfriend their wife whatever and then they'll show back up and be like I'm better now right and but they don't realize like during that time that you've left them absent you now cause trauma and other and you know what I'm saying like in your in your seek in your journey to solve issues of your trauma you cause now trauma on the people that you love and um, I think the solution to that is one making it uh, creating more spaces for uh, black men to be this, vulnerable, like, yeah, they are like right black now. men talking about life and, and their emotions and their experiences, right, 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 and and being able to um, and doing it without uh, being feared of being ridiculed, yep, and without being feared of being um, attacked or judged, and then without and so on and so forth. consequences. And I'm going to talk about something that is very rare that we're going to talk about a lot next year that we don't talk about often at all. And I want to start using the term toxic femininity and the reason why I want to say that term right now is because I have found that as women we ask for many things and then when we receive it we're not necessarily um, still grateful for what we've asked for example right now if I go on Facebook and write something like oh I need I want I want to see my man cry like I want him to express his emotions I want him to be able to uh, discuss blah 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 and he cries and he's like, we, right mad girls are gonna be like oh yeah I want that too but even more women are gonna be like oh he's a and he's gonna he's a weak you want a man that can't stand up so we've actually internalized certain behaviors that we say we don't want and then we judge them when men are against listen, it. I'm glad you're saying that. My mom perpetuated the same stigma. Because mm -hmm. all of this is a stigma. And because of that, I thought yeah. I had to be this man that, you know, I'm glad that she's, she's a black woman that's able to say today that she helped in raising toxic black men. Mm -hmm. Like she helped perpetuate. Yeah. Because of that, like, you know, when you talk about ghosts and like, you know, my dad was, you know, playing the fence. Um, the reason why my dad got ghosts is, you know, drug addiction. Yeah. And uh, my mom tried to get services to get, to get you know, for us. Like, the man couldn't be in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dad, because of that, was forced into homelessness. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. Caught HIV, like, mm. died off, you know, in that state, you know. Um, but ghosting is, is real. It you is. Know, you know, I, you know, I love how Terrence says it, like talking, being able to talk about those emotions. Like I think it's key. Like, you know, and we see it in many forms too. Black people have issues, not necessarily with keeping jobs, but when we decide to leave, it's not a process. You're gone. You know what I mean? How many friends do you know that leave work, never showed up? Oh, I just don't oh, work there. I, I just don't work there no more. Nothing, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like so it's, it's nothing. This, it's this whole. That's goodwill. There's a concept of um, us not really knowing but desperately wanting closure like in so many aspects of our life we don't close the doors completely going back to um uh toxic femininity as well 
I've been so introspective going through this divorce and realizing the things that I went wrong. And there's certain um, times that my ex-husband was trying to express something about his emotions, but for some reason, I felt my emotions mattered more. And I think that has to do with society, like telling women that they need to be emotional, they need to be able to uh, showcase themselves in that manner. And we're not told how to receive it though. It's crazy that we can expect to dump all that emotion on somebody else, right? But we're not good receptors of other people's emotions. We can do it to our sisters. We can do it to our girlfriends. But when men are trying to dump their emotions, there's two extremes. There's the women that take care of everything, ride or die chicks. I got you, boo, no matter what you do. I got you kind of enablers. And, and, and then that, there's like, another extreme where it's like, that's, that's I can't that's feel it. pillow talking comes and men get hurt that way. Like, we can't. So we can't talk amongst each other, right? And then, but when we, when we could, yeah, and then get shamed for it, yeah, like the closure comes mm-hmm. in. So it's like we can't talk to these men about our emotions. I pillow talk with my partner, yeah. My partner and her friends shame me. I go into this cocoon. Exactly, uh, it's true. I mean? It's bad enough that I can't share it with you as my comrade. And now you can't share it. Yeah. But when I do share, you can't even share with your lover. And I then get, when you have I that get. experience, you start placing it on other. And then the, the problem, so the problem is, is the consequence of sharing it with the lover because it's like now she's looking at you differently. Nothing's changed. You're still the same man. You're still the same powerful person you were before. But for some reason, because you feel we're conditioned to think that that's wrong. And so the movie is supposed to uh, basically showcase the idea of ghosting, but also different toxic traits of women. And like as, as you can see too, what did I do after it happened? Um, I, w- I went to all my friends. <laughs> I went to all my friends and I wanted to, I, I think at one point in the movie I actually said, I don't want to be mature right now and think about like what actually went wrong. I just want to hate men right now. You get what I'm saying? And being stuck and wanting to feel these negative emotions because you feel like you deserve it and not having a purposeful means to get through it, that also that also hurts us. And like you said, in terms of your friends helping you stay in a specific mindset, you know, if it was just my thought, oh, I hate men, I might have been able to pass it off a little later. But now I got a group of people saying, oh, yeah, we hate men too. You know what I mean? Like, what's there to hate? Because one guy had an issue what about all the other things that men has done for me and continue and will do for me you get what i'm saying so it's the whole idea about the extremes that we have on both sides and how both feel so right about it but it goes back to again our capabilities our capabilities to communicate our capabilities to express our emotions our capabilities to um identify what we're actually feeling that's something that i talked to my um my, I used to talk to my students about and my friends about a lot is that we have an, ex, uh, an a spectrum of emotions and for some reason we're only tapping into anger, we're only tapping into happiness, we're only tapping into um, horniness, you get what I'm saying? What about empathy? What about confusion? What about, you know what I mean, what about all the different like levels and uh, subcategories of emotions that we don't even know how to name, you know what I'm saying? So I just want people to see the movie and then think about like, where are you in your in your life? Like, do you know yourself? Do you know what you want out of your relationship? Do you want a relationship? I think it's- And you believe that removing sex from the picture helps you to think about that? Well, yes, because it's not just removing, sex is kind of the, like the last thing, right? How do we get to that point? For me, um, 
during my hot girl summer, I used Tinder a lot. And I spent a lot of time like on dating apps and having meaningless conversations with a lot of different men. You get what I'm saying? And that, hold on really quickly, that culminated into hours that of just wasted time and energy, right? So both the sexual act made it would have been an hour, an hour and a half, however long it was. But leading up to that, I spent hours and hours trying to get into people's pants. You know what I'm saying? And those, that's the energy that I'm saying that you're going to invest in other places. It's not just about the hour and a half you have sex. It's about all that time you're spending thinking about sex, thinking about other people being with you, um, spending time trying to prepare yourself and prepare your environment for sex, whatever you got to do. Because you end up spending a lot of time. Like, for example, you saying you're going to have sex and then you spend three hours cleaning the house. You should spend three hours cleaning your house because you're cleaning the house, not because you're about to just have sexual intercourse. You get what I'm saying? So it's about the whole process of that you do to have sex and using that time and energy in other places. I would like to, like... Just add on to that. Just, I think folks don't know what they're partnering up for. Mm. Yeah, Say yeah. that one more time. Folks don't know what they're partnering up for. Yep. Partnering up for. Yeah. Like, like someone may just want to partner up with you just for sex. Yeah. But because there's not a space for that to just be said outright, mm-hmm. like, you get bamboozled. Yes. You get wined and dined. I've been wined and dined. <laughs> Get wine and dine, and then once the you know once what you wanted was given, you know that's that's that was the end goal. So or don't want if so, you don't and, give and, it. And, but then some people are want to partner up for something greater than. Yeah. Right? And that's when you get the I'm not ready. Right. Right. And I think what needs to be had conversation is that what are we partnering up for? You know, um, what is your self interest mm-hmm. in me? And you know what's so funny? It's like it's like that sounds so simple and it would make such a great change, but then we have all these societal and cultural norms that will show us against it. For example, if you women are taught like if you talk about kids or your future goals on the first date, you're gonna scare your man off. You know what I mean? But like why would you be meeting with someone and not talking about Especially at this age? <laughs> and right? that's everybody talking- who's pretty much like in their tw- like late twenties, thirties, right? Yeah. So, like, especially at this age, like, if I'm sitting down with you, first date, second date, whatever, yeah. right? Like, why waste time if you don't want kids and I want kids, right? Or why waste time if you want to get married and I don't want to get married? And why like, would it overwhelm you to have that conversation? That's like me. That's like me trying to date somebody and not telling them that I have two partners. Right. Until, like, three months into the date. What am I going to do with that information now? Because people, people, people think that if you, if you ask those deep, long-term questions now, that you're gonna get clingy. You know, no, I want to scare you away. But it's See, almost I'm the opposite. Like, yeah. I want to scare you away. Okay. I want to sh- like me when I date. Like I want to scare you away. I'm telling you. So you know like, that I, they're like, down. I, this is how this is how I, I view dating, and I, that's why like I, I the dating scene is funny for me because like I I know that when I date people. Yeah. I meet the representative. Okay. What does that mean? I meet their lawyer. I don't meet. Yeah. I don't yeah. meet their true identity. I meet their the yeah. best them. So I, I like to ask questions. I like to ask questions during first dates. Like, tell me some of your blameworthy characteristics. Because all that good shit, like, that's a reward. That's a bonus. I can see. I, I appreciate the energy that's already there. Whatever good stuff you come with to share with me, or, or I would say, hyper ex- hyper exhibit. Uh-huh. Right. That's what I mean by you need to represent it. They're hyper, we're hyper exhibiting like our great qualities when we first meet somebody. Mm-hmm. Instead of actually talking about those things, because I think for me, when I when I, when I say about what is love, to me is being love to me is being able to meet somebody 
being able to see all of their blameworthy characteristics and then to tell that person that I'm gonna love you through them. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like if you hide something from me like, later on it gets revealed and I'm not ready to love you through that, then you set yourself up yeah. for the heart. You know what I mean? So that's why I like to put my all forward. Because like later on you can't say, I can't put up with this. And I'm like, well, I told you from the beginning, like these are some of my struggles. You know what I mean? Or, or whatever they may be. Um, so what you promote right here is open communication and transparency, man. Off the bat, I think that is a uh, quick but not easy solution to the problem at hand with like um, knowing your part, knowing who you're partnering up with. As you said, um, if people were just more honest and uh, more communicative um, in the early stages of the relationship, you can avoid a lot of these problems in the future. Perhaps your character I mean, in the movie guess, yeah. actually had those kind of conversations with them um, early on and like when they were like boot up and doing all that. He might have been honest and said, no, I'm not looking for nothing serious right now or whatever, but you know, we all get caught up and Non, 90% of our communication is non-verbal, you know? especially in relationships. I want to say that one thing that needs to happen is villaging. Yeah. What I mean by villaging, Tiffany means Terrence, I'm your comrade. Mm -hmm. right? You're not just going to date this guy, you're going to bring him around your comrade mm -hmm. so that we can get a feel yeah. of who this comrade yeah. is. Because once we start holding other comrades accountable, mm -hmm. now he know that he just can't bamboozle you and ghost you mm -hmm. because he's gonna understand that he's got some faces that he's gotta see in the community. I just got chills, yo. Right. You know what I'm saying? No. Unless he wants he wanted to move. And then he wanted to move. <laughs> but, 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 but the that point is that that's a sense of protection though that we can give each other. You know what I mean? Like no one's fucking on my clique, basically. No. And no. so that's and that's the same thing that I've been talking about. So I was raised in the church. Um, grew up Pentecostal Christian. I left the church for a little bit. Um, and I frequent it from time to time now. One of the biggest things I've had issues with, right, was the whole idea of privacy. Now, privacy has its place. However, I feel like things that we blamed on generational curses, like I said in the movie, and things that we blamed on spirits and demons, uh, in many black households because it's it's uh it's pervasive well sorry we don't usually use pervasive in christianity in the same word but the amount of people who believe in it blindly um without having a personal relationship is what i'm saying um ends up falling into patterns and a are lot you, of are, just real quick, are, are you referring to the, the stigma of like what happens between a husband and wife stays on a husband and wife same thing okay. with your children yeah, same me. thing <laughs> with uncle touching yeah. niece Sally like that we'll deal with it somehow even, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean and we don't back in the days if I act up down the street my grandma came somebody's grandma right. yeah, bringing me to my grandma exactly yeah. Today, not talking about the kids and calling the cops on them yeah. right and so it's like the whole concept of privacy we've taken it to an extreme where we're all doing the same things learning the lessons not even learning the lessons but experience the same consequences the hard way and um, no one's growing because that's my business that's Khalil's business that's Terrence's business when our business is literally the same let's make a solution and then teach our children it so they're not going through the same problems but instead we have the same baptism in the different households we have the same promiscuity in different households we have the same mothers bringing men around how is it still an issue of girls and boys being molested and raped by significant others by so like in such an extreme in our community we've been knowing about this for how long and it's because of that protection and privacy um, that the, the issue continues so I, I agree completely the whole idea of the village was not just something cool 
to be a community, but it, it saved lives. It protected us from each other. It helped us grow. It helped us mature. It helped us be able to have a better quality of life because you weren't alone. There's no reason why I should come into your household as your partner and touch one of your children and be able to still do it in the same community. Same community. Person. I just don't understand. The that. same community. It's like if you're we're villaging not. and I do that to you, you make sure you fucking tell the village. And the village takes care of it. I like that term, villaging. Like yeah. It's an action. Yeah, yeah, it is an action. Rather than it's just an like action. Now, something it's active. Because you, 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 it, it could happen to people within your village, mm -hmm. but if you're villaging, you can avoid, not if not necessarily avoid all the time, but you could also... Um, there's, there's consequences right. and proper responses so, so, when those things happen. <laughs> I don't want to dedicate this year coming up to professional development. Yeah. I actually am looking for other folks to actually develop, correct, this, to dedicate this year to villaging. Yeah. Because villaging goes on a long way. Like the fact that when you want to enjoy your night and you find it difficult to have, find childcare, like that shouldn't be an issue. Right. Like villaging solves so much stuff. Like it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be fucking hard for your kids to be raised with my kids and end up trying to kill each other. Yo, village, oh, oh my they, god! They're not gonna be and able to kill it. my son. Right there. Or my son kill your son because you grew up with it, and you <laughs> gonna be dressed. Villaging is gonna solve for so me. Many I believe issues. so many issues. Oh my god! So I wanna dedicate coming up to villaging and what ways can we village like yeah. men's circle where you and I can actually facilitate we can have I, I love learning men's circles yeah you know what I mean where we can actually talk about it because that's how we grow you know and I think yeah. making that a, making that a trend like, right that cool you know what I mean because people chasing the cool and how can we make that a, a cool thing oh my gosh that one that's an amazing idea and to solve so many issues and just help us be better <laughs> like because and just even personally when there's other things taken care of like your child care and your, your opportunities that are coming your way you're going to be able to engage in them in a more meaningful way because you know your foundation is strong and that's the that's the thing about a village no matter how far you go out no matter what opportunity you go to you know your foundation is strong so you know your your, your seeds are planted i think that that's something that springfield is so capable of doing like we're not a crazy big city most of us are related anyway like we have we all know each other we all grew up together in certain ways especially the millennials it's almost impossible to go ghost this it's it all is. right someone, someone find is gonna find it <laughs> so if we had that bond where we know that we're good the the whole our whole reality would be changing because even if there's certain people that aren't in our village our kids would know to have that respect you know what I'm saying like, they'll like, have that like, there's no reason why you should be on these dating sites and we're not creating a dating scene space for us whether that's on social media right or we're screening men and women like there's no right. reason why you should have to go in a pool that is mm. when you should be in a pool that you can actually like be yeah swimming because folks have like our village yeah and the villagers out there trying to also find folks yeah. and I want to go back to something you said about um, my friends and putting um, or the characters friends and putting be, being careful the mindset you put your friends in because um, when after having a long conversation about what happened in the ghosting scenario in that scene the first thing she does say is well it seems kind of weird are you sure nothing happened at all like insinuating that I was to blame for some reason for a man's decision to leave and I think it's important that as individuals we are also being introspective and also um, being self-aware and so that when it is time for us to give advice we're not 
giving toxic advice that could potentially bring your friends or your family in an even darker scenario. Mm -hmm. Like, the village is only going to be able to work if people are on point. The village can't be sending you to go jump off a cliff, right? we got to be able to know who we are, and that's how we're going to be able to help other people cultivate who they are and then lead the ones that's coming after us. So it's, it's not, it's a collective work, but it's also, an, we individually got to be on our game too. And to add to that, like, we also have to be careful as individuals, like, who we go to advice. Yeah. Meaning, like, if my tooth hurt, I'm not going to go to my mechanic right. to ask him, yeah, what is this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he may get the pliers and pull it out. Yeah. You know, so, like, also being careful that, like, as a single male, that I'm not going to other single males. And then, <laughs> but identifying their value at the same time, you know, right? That I'm also, like, respecting the space and their struggle where they're at in the right. dating world. Or that I also give the comrades who are actually in a partnership and striving. Right. That I'm also seeking that advice from the experts right. who are actually also in that partnership. And it's like, I think it's important to still be able to identify their value because the mechanic is still a mechanic. Oh, for sure. They can fix so many other things, but that's, we're not going to swap categories course, anymore. Yes. We're not going to be just getting random stuff, stuff from other places. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to have resources. And you're a resource king. I'm a resource queen. I love, love, love connecting people with resources. And I like to think as humans as resources as well. And so you have to be able to get the right resources from your, um, the term I like to use is investors. We, everyone walks around with a plethora, plethora of investors in their life, whether it's your parents, your partners, your children, they're all giving you different things. Some are giving you hope, some are giving you finances, some are giving you um, uh, growth and maturity through the conversations you have. And um, with those investors, we still have to be cognizant of what we're taking and what we're giving. And so I want people to look at your villaging idea, which is such a brilliant idea, and look at the people who they already have in their small village and how that can grow to a bigger space to, so that Springfield is feeling and actively working together even in our individual spaces. Village, village everywhere. Village I think, yo, I think that's, the, yo. that's what you're going to see next year. I think that's a whole other project. We got to talk. Yeah, I got to. You gave me something to think about. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about, like, actual resources and things we can events and, and things to do to actually make villaging, put in the application and yeah. um, get people to come out. One of the struggles that I see in not just Springfield, but everywhere yeah. is getting men to come out. Yeah. You know, when, when it's events like, like a tapestry is doing something or some type of community event. I'm sure you've witnessed it as well. Women show up in the numbers. Yeah. Um, it's hard to get men to come out, you know, unless the word party is involved or sex is involved. Or, and know, there the, is there is a words. psychology behind it that's gonna have to shift. To, but we have to use that. You have to be able to use it and create those spaces. And that's the, oh, you did a post the other day. Um, it was in the middle of the night, so I can't remember exactly what it was. But you said something about um, you were thinking about outreach and how outreach is uh, usually done in a, a comfortable space. I don't know the exact yeah, yeah, word, yeah. Use, but a comfortable you space for the that, people who's yeah. being for the people who's doing the outreach instead of thinking about where the people we're trying to reach are. And so, yes, maybe the um, maybe the events in these uh, colorful 
feminine buildings that uh what's the name are, are more pa- no no that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying it's more palatable for women but what i'm saying is when these ideas are being made it's mostly women making them so our influences on them and we're not creating spaces specifically for men you get what i'm saying but i don't know that but when we like say for example if we're having like hosting like, a men's group for example then we're hosting like a women's group during the same time and it can be like on the same flyer. So right. like so I don't care, we'll get you to the men's group. If that portion of the flyer was for women got you there, you knew that they were gonna be in the same space and you thought that you were gonna be with them, right? That would have been awesome. Whatever got you there. Whatever got you, I there. Get you there. But the, the goal is to get somebody there to be able to give them. But that's exactly and that's I'll an innovative thought that we can use versus doing the same things like that we've been doing. People, you see Boundy commercial? <laughs> This is all yeah. and the green grass and Talking about paper towels. Or <laughs> like, what? That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but come on. It's true. I think a, I think a great uh, current men's group that would be great to lead that charge is barbershops. Barbershops. Barbershops is the first. Go back to the old I think, school. If we're going to start anywhere, let's start with barbershops. That would be amazing. Men already congregate there on a daily and it's one of the most vulnerable places I've ever seen men be. Yes. Um, it's a safe most, space. I see, you see the same old macho, what was that? Machismo. machismo. We see this old machismo kind of thing and like, you know, the sports talk and women talk and da da da. But every now and then I walk in on like a real deep conversation about I've seen it often. I've actually seen it often, yeah. And they don't use the words like we use, like trauma, trigger. And that's okay. And Meeting cetera, people, right. They are but they're talking about it and they're talking about the way they feel. And no and there's no ridicules, whatever. It's just like it's just like real talk, like, yeah man, you just gotta you know, you just gotta shape up and, right. and you know, but they do it with their own style. But there's a lot of respect and just uh, comfort comfortability that we feel in a barbershop. Yeah, I haven't been to one in a while. <laughs> but to be able to start a circle with just barbers. Yeah, that would be cool. And because they yeah. do it all the time, barbers are just like hairstyles where we're telling, job. yeah, we're telling them our issues. It's like a bartender, like we're telling them their issues. They're helping us with advice, and then it's a collection. Barbers have a collection. If you want to look at it from a sociological perspective, for example, my friend Eddie, uh, he has gone to the same bar since he was three can you imagine what his barber knows about this man you get what I'm saying in terms of yo, like yo and, you, and if you had a cut and your barber sees you <laughs> you cheated so <laughs> it's like you cheated on him so that might be barbers barbers are and hairstylists are a stakeholder in our community that actually have a lot of information one but more importantly a lot of access to the people that we're trying to reach you know what I'm saying so that's that's a dope idea but that's exactly what the movie is for is for us to take a breath and think like let's talk about our feelings and our emotions what are we doing that's toxic what aren't we doing like what can we do better so the fact that Khalil reached out the fact that polemic peoples is here real recognized fake and strike are here uh-huh. we're doing it <laughs> real, real quick because I'm cause I gotta uh, head to my photo shoot in a second. Oh, yeah. um, but just to recap um, the strike Starts started on well the no okay 26th, so I'll do it yep right? the strike okay. starts on January first okay mm-hmm. what we've been doing up until January first is getting that info and promotion about it so like we're saying we want to do things in innovative ways that's why we're just not spamming you with flyers and things like that we made a movie we're making different um, levels of participation and the promotion videos that go lo- along with that a lot of different women in Springfield have been involved so the strike actually starts on January first and it goes until February third. And there's a challenge that goes with the strike. You are doing six things per day. One healthy meal a day. 
one photo that makes you feel good today so that you like your reflection in um, one loving conversation or purposeful conversation a day um, one new experience a day that could be literally turning a different corner it doesn't have to be dramatic it could be going down a different street you know just one new experience a day um, and the last two were oh one journal entry a day so whether you're writing a sentence or two pages just start valuing your thoughts where you're writing them down and the last thing is um, one goal planning session today so take five minutes just to think about your future what you're gonna do so obviously this takes time which is why we're forgoing sex for it and the idea is from January 1st to February 13th a collective of women will be doing this and we're gonna start um, seeing the changes within ourselves and within our small village that we are forming through the strike so um, check out all the social medias on Facebook it's strike 2020 um, start strike. Uh, <laughs> right what if the men go start striking on the 14th as soon as they the come flip, up there, it's yeah. on the flip side, you know, uh, when, when, when you think of like where That's a dope idea, actually. When you think of how sex is valued, right? Yes. Um, we're definitely taught to value it from different perspectives. Yes. Um, based on like how we're raised and masculinity and femininity. Yeah. Um, it will be interesting to see how many brothers participate in like a... Um, that would be cool because you guys, you guys and, honestly and have, to sexual behaviors, yeah. you know, because I, you know, like some, sometimes, and a lot of it, and again, not to victimize, but a lot of them don't ever realize, you know, their the behaviors that they're doing sexually is yeah. toxic. Yeah, you know, like they they think this is just what women want, and because um, they were told this is what women want, and no woman has ever spoken up and told them like, you know, I don't like this or that's not that doesn't make me feel good or whatever, you know. So, I think I think it'll be cool. So, thank again, thank you all who have been watching the movies and following on with the promo. It's really gonna be beneficial if you participate. It's a it's a good look. We're talking about it. We're discussing it. The goal is just to be better for ourselves. So, if the men are striking next, we go we gonna see. We gonna see. We gonna see. But thank you again. <laughs> They, they come up the Yo, but you know what's so funny about that? I purposely did it on the I, I purposely did it on the 13th, so we can still have our Valentine's Day. So if they're taking away our Valentine's Day, yo, I can't. I can't. It's dope. It's dope. Wait, so that means I don't gotta buy a gift on the 14th. Yo, right? Because we all straight. So we're, I, 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 ladies, this wasn't my fault. This. Ladies, this wasn't my fault. I see where you're going with this. All right, real all recognized, right. real recognized. Faith, Rittens, Khalil. Appreciate you for being here, man. Khalil's a brand in his own, man. Pleasure. I'm going to be dropping this uh, today, actually. Polemic, I'm, polemic, I'm polemic. Right on, so everybody's going to be informed on what the movement's like. Join in the movement, man. Cle cleanse yourself for the new year. Get your mind right. 2020 Vision Strike. Thank you.